Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Our guest today is Marla Hughes, who has worked with children her entire life. With a master's degree in exercise physiology, Marla has worked in the pediatric transplant unit at UCSF Hospital in San Francisco, teaching children about exercise, good nutrition, and relaxation. She's also worked at the Center for Attitudinal Healing with its founder, Dr. Gerald Jampolsky, using art and music therapy to help young children who had life-threatening diseases or had a parent or a loved one who was severely ill. With this passion, Marla has created a podcast called Interviews with Innocence, knowing that we can learn from children will help us reconnect to our spiritual selves. The episodes of her show will resonate with anyone who's curious about big questions like, what is the meaning of life? And are life and love eternal? Her hope is that these interviews of the spiritual wisdom of our young will remind us to slow down, be more present, loving, grateful, and childlike. If you are a fan of this show, We Don't Die Radio, you will really enjoy interviews with innocence, helping all of us discover, embrace, and connect with that sacred core and magic of childhood that resides in all of us. You can visit her website at interviewswithinnocence.com or on Facebook, simply search for Interviews with Innocence. Marla Hughes, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Uh, thank you, Sandra. It's, it's an honor to be here. Well, it's long overdue. So I'm so grateful yes. that we're making this happen. <laughs> yes, me too. Me yeah. too. So Marla, where are you, by the way? You're on the West Coast of the United States. Somewhere. Yes, I am in Southern California in Laguna Beach. It is pouring down rain here. And um, yeah, so that's... That's where I am right now. We're all all inside doing doing the best we can. I'm actually really enjoying it though, just reading and catching up and playing with my two labradoodles and my children that are home from college. So it's kind of fun. Oh, that's nice. And for our listener, I don't know when you're listening to this. You could be listening in 2022 and we are recording this back in April of 2020 and we have the COVID-19 pandemic happening and we're mostly all housebound right now. So if you hear us refer to that, you know what we're talking about. So Marla, how does your yes. story begin? I'm just so um, grateful and just feel so humbled about what you've done with children. And boy, one of my dad's favorite people was Jerry Jim Polsky. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Really? Yes. That's funny. So talk a not many about people, not, not many of my friends are, are familiar with his work. Yeah, that was, that was really great. Well, I started working with, with children and I worked a lot with adults too, in the exercise physiology world. But, um, my work with the children is what I, I truly loved best because I've always, I've always been really childlike myself and there's nothing I like better than to get on the ground and roll around with a toddler and, and giggle and play and, 
and animals and children are are kind of my thing. And so I was very um, fortunate to be able to, you know, to work with children. But really, my biggest joy was when I became a mother. And I have three children. One is um, in heaven. And I like to use that word just because I think it's a nice word. And um, my twin, my twins are 21. And they are they are here um, with us right now because of, of unfortunately what's going on within the world, but it's great to have them here. So anyway, to tell you a little bit about myself, um, when I was um, right, when the, when the children were young and I want to talk about Dean, yes, he is my um, son who passed a little less than three years ago. So it's still very, very raw for me, but Dean um, was just this really, really happy, very sensitive kid. I mean, he would, he's my child who would tear up, even when he was 19 years old, he would tear up and injustice or friends got in a, you know, in a fight and he would try to mediate. And, but he was also just a really happy kid. It was almost weird. I would say to my friends, it's so weird. He's just happy all the time. And we had, I I had a a great time raising them because they went to the Waldorf school. And if anyone knows about the Waldorf school, no, no battery operated toys allowed. So we did a lot of creative stuff. Yeah, we would, you know, sing songs, make up stories and and do, do things that all, all moms do. But I just, I just loved every, every second of it. And a few few years ago, um, and I was always a yogi, and I thought I was spiritual until I got involved in, you know, and got went down this path. And um, a little less than three years ago, um, tragically, my 19-year-old um, transitioned to the other side, and I experienced a pain I'd never, I never even knew knew existed, and. Our family was so close, Sandra. It was like we had this, nothing's perfect, but it's like we almost had this perfect thing going. I mean, I, I the, the kids were only less than a year apart. And I just had three, you know, bottles, three in diapers, three in this, three in that. And we traveled a lot. And it just seemed like things were just, I used to think to myself, Wow, how how can life be be this way? And after after the tragedy happened, um, I had something happen to me that really started me down this path. And what it was that I had a fr- I have a friend, a dear dear friend, Teresa, who is very clairvoyant. She is a medium, even though she doesn't call herself a medium. And a few weeks after this tragedy, um, she called me and said. I was telling her about a dream I had, and she said, well, Marla, I've been wanting to tell you something, but I wanted to wait until it was the right time, and I really wanted to wait and see you, and I was, you know, I said, well, please, please share with me, and she said, Dean came to me um, a couple of weeks, not a couple of, like a week ago or so, and at four in the morning, and I woke up, and I went out into the playroom, and I just wrote down everything that came through. And she said, I didn't read it. I sealed it up. I put it in, a, in in an envelope and I have it here for you. And she said, would you like me to read it to you? And 
I was shaking at this point. Sure. And I, I remember I was out walking the dogs and I just sat down on the curb and I just said yes. And I'd like to share part of that letter with you sure. if that's okay. Absolutely. Okay. Mom and Dad, you and Dad showed me every day the secrets to pure love by your open hearts and your open ways. I truly feel blessed and honored to have such a blessed gift. You and Dad were a cherished and divine gift to me. My soul, however, has a bigger job to do. I was on earth at that time to experience the discording of the love that I lived and the unlove that I saw in the world. And I am here now to bridge these worlds, to bring forth the words, the songs, the quotes, the mantras, the little reminders that lead us back to the natural childlike state of true, pure love. Simply put, I am here in your world and mine to put back into people's minds and hearts so as to allow authentic loving experiences through playful, joyful ways to drop back into authentic pure, honest, simply put, love. So as we move forward, Mama, let me tell you, please hear me. I am grateful for you and your loving mothering. And I am here where I am supposed to be to do my life's plan and purpose. And that is to be a reminder of the pure and simple love. Without it, life has no meaning. So Mama, let's begin a new adventure. Hear my word, hear my songs, hear my voice. Bring it through to all those who need it. Be a mother to the world. Only your heart can possibly hold this message and share this love. Do it for me, Mom, please. I love you in only the way you and I would understand. I know you know what this means. I have your heart as you have always had mine. I love you, your Dino. Oh, that's beautiful. And she read this to me, and I so wanted to just believe that it was true. And um, I just, I didn't know what to do with it, so mm-hmm. I just held held it. I just held it close to my heart, and I didn't tell anyone about it. And um, a, a while later, I, you know, I had never, I didn't even know what a medium was, or a psychic, or or anything like that. And a friend, an old friend of mine called me and said, Marla, there's a guy down that he and his wife, they live, you know, not far from you. And I think you might, you know, he might be able to help you if you're ready to, you know, to try and, and connect with, with Dean. She knew Dean really well. We had traveled the world with this woman. And so, of course, I said yes. And the what was amazing was it ends up that this gentleman um, is a very well known scientist. I can't I can't use his name, but he worked um, with two Nobel Prize winners who actually co you know worked in co worked. I don't think that's a word, mm-hmm. but um, something with DNA and you know they were very they were very scientific people. And he and his wife had had a loss in the family and they had experienced some mediumship and they decided they were really curious about this. So they decided that they wanted to explore, explore being mediums. So they did. And they actually use a board, which a lot of people get kind of weird about that. But it's um, it's actually a really beautiful tool. 
And so they tried and they tried. And they told me this later after I got to know them. They tried and they tried and they almost gave up. And then lo and behold, someone came through. And um, they have been helping just friends and family out of the, you know, kindness in their hearts to to bring messages from the other side. So I found out about who, who this guy was and his wife is just wonderful. And we sat down and Dean came through right away. And I didn't even tell my husband or my kids or anything. I took my girlfriend who had, who had um, written the letter mm-hmm. um, and, and he came through. And once again, he had said his learning on this earth was complete. And he explained some things to me. And this was so huge for me because this was a very scientific minded, minded man. And I'll never forget. So first of all, it was so validating. And then second, he said to me, you know, I remember something that Wayne Dyer said once, and it is the ultimate ignorance is absolutely refusing to accept an idea yet. I mean, rejecting an idea yet refusing to investigate. And that just totally set me on fire. Mm -hmm. And so I just started, I decided that I needed to find out what this meaning of life is all about, where we go and what, what it's all about. So I dove in it very much like you did on your journey. And I had a reading with George Anderson, which was very life changing. He's a, um, I'm sure you, you know, George Anderson. And he also, I, I had read his book, which was, um, same title as mine. <laughs> pardon me. Pardon me. It's the same title as mine. If I'm thinking of the same. Yes. One. Yes. We don't it die. Is, it is. Yeah. But it's a yes, story yes. of his mediumship. We don't. Yes. Die. And I suggest everyone listen to it because it's it's um, just amazing. And he also said he said, you know, it's really interesting. He's saying Dean is saying that he knew he knew he was going to pass which he had already told me in the media, but you know, you hear it over and you have to hear it over and over. And he said, does that make sense to you? And I said, no, not really. And, and then, you know, he pauses like they do. And then he said, you know, he didn't know consciously, but he knew subconsciously that when he got there, that he, he had known all along and it just all kind of started making sense to me. So I started I went out to Banyan almost immediately after Banyan retreat to do physical mediumship and sit in a seance all by myself. I had no idea what it was, what what I was doing, but um, I experienced the physical mediumship there. I did mediumship workshops with Sandra Giesman and Eileen Davies and past lives and I also um, went to a plant medicine retreat in Costa Rica, and I always kept going back to the children. I want to help the children, and I I kept remembering be a mom to the universe, which made so much sense to me because that message is what I'm what I'm all about, what mm-hmm. I love, what I'm so passionate about. So really, I I decided to. Um, I decided to start, I actually decided to write a book, but, um, it, I didn't really, my, 
friends were not involved in anything spiritual at all. And I wasn't coming up with the stories that I wanted to find. So I thought, you know, I'll start, I'll start a podcast. And I was very fortunate because I met Lisa Smart and Raymond Moody very early on and went out and visited with them and became very good friends with them. So they were really supportive. And um, so they wanted me to be a part of, you know, what they, they were doing at the time. So my um, goal in creating the podcast is really threefold. Um, the first is to celebrate the wisdom that the very young bring into this world. And if any of your listeners have read Wayne Dyer's book, Memories of Heaven, it's about children that are two, three years old, talking about choosing parents, about meeting relatives in, you know, before they come down to this earthly realm, about past lives. I interviewed Carol Bowman. She was just amazing. She's worked with Ian Stevenson and some others that do a lot of work with past lives and children. But to really celebrate the wisdom and also the wisdom of children who I call gifted. I have a special um, special needs nephew that is my godchild, and it's my twin sister's son. And I've interviewed some people who have had children with autism and or the, on the autism scale and Down syndrome. These children are so intuitive and they see spirit and the stories are just they're just mind blowing. And so one of the things is that I want to celebrate that wisdom and with that, I want people to remember to validate what, listen, you know, really validate what what young, young children say instead of just kind of throwing at it out as imagination. The second is, and this is a really important part of my podcast because I don't want people to think that it's just about um, children or for children. Mm-hmm. It's about us finding, getting back to our true authentic self back to our source. And I'll never forget when I went to um, the plant medicine workshop in Costa Rica, and there was um, holotropic breathing, and also ayahuasca. And that is um, a plant or a tea that the indigenous tribes have used in the medicine men and a lot of research is going on with that right now. But um They said that when we were there that, you know, you should think of three things. The first being, what have I become? And what they meant by that is like, what happened to me? I mean, when I was, I was this little one or two year old and all these things in life, you know, happen. And so what, what, who have I become? And that was really profound for me. Who have I become? Because you think about everything that you've been through, you know, you've been through in your life. The second the second thing was to re-emerge with your soul. And in other words, go back to that when you first came into this earthly realm. And then the third was to heal your heart. So those were the three steps. And and, and that's what I mean by getting back to our true authentic selves. They even suggested, which I loved, was putting a picture of yourself as a two or three-year-old on your phone. And when you're 
thinking about doing something or you are having a bad day or just check in with that person, not that person, check in with you. That's great. And I know, isn't that a great idea? Mm -hmm. And once again, just for people to remember, just remember who we are, who we really truly are and going back to authentic self then of course that brings you back to what's really important in life which is unconditional love it's not all the other stuff that we get so crazy about and myself included and so bringing people on the podcast that um, that talk about that spiritual leaders, even philosophers, just all kinds of different people. And along with that, for us to awaken, not only to remember our authentic selves, but think about how we are modeling for children. And um, just a little story quickly, when I went through, um, when our family went through this, you know, a lot of people just disappeared. No one knew. Uh, many did not know what to do. Right. And mm-hmm. it was really, it, it was at the time, it was really hurtful. I, I understand now a little bit, but um, I work in Ethiopia and that's another story, but I'll never, ever forget. I went out there and I work in um, one of the projects I have is a small community where they have this beautiful, sustainable, I'll call it compound, but it should be called a sanctuary. I'm going to call it a sanctuary and it's sustainable and it's for the orphans in the community. Now the orphans do live with families and however, this is a school just for them. And they also have a women's empowerment program there. And these are the poorest of the poor women. I mean, they are just so, uh, they they come to learn to read, to learn how to wash your hands. We did a whole thing on washing hands, which is, I have to smile every time I see that on TV right mm-hmm. now about, you know, showing us how to wash the hands. But, and so I was doing a um, workshop with them just about, um, love and friendship and it was all translated and the the guy I was working with the gentleman I said you know tell them my story and he told them about Dean and Sandra this is the way it should be after tragedy happens and it's what all the the indigenous indigenous people do and what you know centuries ago and the Native Americans these women surrounded me in tears and held me and and just it was the most beautiful beautiful feeling that I was so supported and I thought boy and you know I know that doesn't happen to everybody that people just disappear maybe that's just my experience but my thought wasn't really you know we should do this better my thought was what do children, those children of the of the families that really aren't? <laughs> What's the dog's name? So, yes, yes, yes. Daisy. Um, Hi, Daisy. My puppy is ten months old. Excuse me. That's okay. You know, modeling for these children. I mean, they're watching every everything everything we do. I mean, like, why why? Aren't we 
reaching out or they're watching when you see a homeless person. They're watching when you find a hurt animal. They're watching when you know a, a you know someone is in need and what what do we do? So we have to remember, you know, remember that to the modeling and and also validating the importance of, of their feelings. But that's kind of going back to number one. And then the third one, which is so important, and which w- what you're doing on your podcast is teaching people about the afterlife. And so what I really want to do, too, is to put the seed out there that maybe we should rewrite how we teach heaven um, and I always think of even you think of a child maybe losing, let's say, a puppy. And if that child has known and, and you can you can put a religious bent on it. If you you know, one, I mean, this podcast is absolutely non-religious, which yours is the same or it's all religious. However, you want to look at it. <laughs> right. It's about love. It's about that love part of all religions. Yes. Um, but that. What I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Yeah, Something I was people, really saying. Teaching people about the afterlife was the third part. Yeah, yeah. That you know, it, they just take a different form, and you know, young children see spirit. You, if if, if you start asking around, if you ask, it's amazing all the stories that you, that you hear. But with that that they just change form and they're still here for us to pray to and talk to and and laugh with and ask questions and ask for help and to set up maybe a little altar, if that's not too crazy of a word for people, or just a reminder of, of you know, of those in the afterlife. And I think that's just so important. So with that one day, and and with that said, I've been working with Sonia Rinaldi. She's actually writing the books, but I'm really trying to help her get those out there in terms of, of teaching children about, you know, about the afterlife. And so I wrote a list. Oh, Marla, just, if you don't mind, just tell people who Sonia Rinaldi is. Oh, Sonia Rinaldi is a, I'm so sorry. I'm throwing out names. No, it's okay. Yeah, Sonia Rinaldi. I know she's a good friend of yours. So Sonia Rinaldi is this amazing Brazilian researcher that is doing um, incredible work in the field of, um, well, first it was um, EVP. That's how you say that, right? Bringing messages Mm -hmm. through from the afterlife. And now it's actually using vapor. And um, she brings in forms. I mean, people, I've I've seen this, Sandra, you've seen this, actual people that have passed and the outline, not just the the outline, their actual pictures through this vapor as it comes through. And that's not a very good um, explanation, but I'm sure you'll put a, put a link at the end of, you know, your show (laughs) notes or whatever, but you've got to, you've got to see what Sonia Rinaldi is doing because it is pure. I'm not going to use the word magic because it's not magic. It's, it's, it's profound and it, it's irrefutable, the afterlife after you see it, in my mind. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think she's the best evidence of the afterlife we've got going because yes. she's she's taken pictures of, say, you're talking about vapor, but she's also done different kinds of statical 
electricity or energy. I don't even know how you say it. But then when she looks at the pictures, there's pictures of people's loved ones. And say if somebody passed when they're 90, they'll show themselves as a 20-year-old. A picture, she had sent a whole file of unknown people. And lo and behold, my dad was one of them showing himself. Yeah, when he was in his 20s. And it's not a picture that we have of him. And there's no doubt it's him. So to have her be able to reconnect mostly parents with their loved ones and some of them taken tragically. It's just, it's incredible. So I'm definitely in her corner. Go ahead. Yeah. And she's very passionate about children too. So we're in, Mm -hmm. we're in cahoots on all of this. So I wrote out my what ifs list, just, it was downloaded to me. Actually, I'll just read a few of them. Um, And one is, what if parents taught children from the day they were born about the truth of the afterlife, that death is not the end, that our souls live on forever? Um, What if children understood and believed with all their hearts that our souls live before this earthly existence, and we are on this earth to be the best we can be? Living on the earth is the same as going to school, learning about being the best person we can possibly be. What if heaven was redefined for children so there would be love, trust, knowing that the spirit world is one very much like our own, but without the pain and suffering? What if children were taught that once again, death is not the end, but instead just a simple transition, like walking through a door? It is a very peaceful walk, and the lost one is not lost, but more alive than ever. Their physical forms are no longer I love the analogy of discarding an old coat, but the energy form is alive and well and here for for us on earth to talk to, ask for guidance, cry with, and laugh with. And then I go on to talk a little bit about synchronicity and looking at for signs from loved ones. I mean, what a fun thing to do with your, you know, with, with young ones. And not only is it for them, it's for us, for us to remember and once, um, you know, once going back. So I think especially today, I just, it, it was so interesting right before this interview, I got this, um, I received something from my Google alerts, which, you know, I'm probably the only one in the world that has Google alerts on children and spirituality and near death. Oh, good well, you. Well, you probably do. I got a couple. <laughs> but it was all about UNICEF um, bringing out um, this global launch of global multi-religious faith in action cover not uh i'm sorry sorry covid19 initiative but but once again this may air you know later for other people so i really won't get into that so but i i really believe that we there's an awakening a transformation in this world going on and we have got to trust and to to remember that are very young are so important and and for them to and us to follow to trust our inner guidance to trust our feelings to trust the power of love and just to bring bring more of that bring more of that into the world so I've been interviewing all kinds of different people. I'm so excited. I've had so many great interviews. I just started this in December. Um, You're a wild woman. I'm so proud of you doing so well, much so fast. I'm just on fire. Can you tell you us know, about it, some of the inter- people you've interviewed? Because I think uh, I can't, unfortunately, do a ton of interviews all the time. And there's a lot <laughs> right. of, I, I have been traveling with my, the job that 
pays me and pays my mortgage is so, so busy. So I haven't always been able to record interviews. So I apologize to people, but I love that you're doing <laughs> what you're doing because when all of a sudden there's no more ep episodes, oh, there's plenty of interviews with innocence, you know, because it really does compliment. It really does. And I think for our listener listening, you're easy to listen to. You care. You're talking about um, same, similar subject, a little different twist Absolutely. to it. And every person I see. I see, I don't always, I'm not always conscious of it, but I know what you mean. We're a little kid and every dream is possible. And then things happen. It gets shut down. And, but you still look at people, no matter what age they are, they have that innocent child within them. So there, there it's is a way to, to, to live and get back in touch with it. And um, not that I'm a fan of what's happening in the world, but it is right. causing many of us to slow down and not have so many distractions. And we're getting some peace of mind and we're starting to dig through that kind of thing. So it's good. Right. But back to and you. I, on, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah. But just, I want to talk about some of your guests. Right, right. But before we do that, I also wanted to just briefly, um, the life review, you know, how would it be if as a very young child, you knew that one of the most important things, if not the most important thing in life, um, is how you treat others and that you will feel how they felt, how you made them feel. <laughs> You know what I mean? I do. You get to actually experience from the other person's perspective. Exactly. The good and the, the good and the not so good. Uh, right. Yeah. But how they, you, how your actions have made them feel. And well, I, ever since I learned about the life review, I walk through life very differently now. Mm. Um, so anyway, a few of my interviews, um, Melvin Morse was great, you know, pediatric, um, Johns Hopkins surgeon, he was resuscitating, um, his life changed in Idaho one night when he resuscitated a, I think she was around six or seven year old who had drowned and she had, she had, um, died. And however, she was resuscitated and, she came back telling all of these stories. And not only that, she recognized um, Dr. Morse when he came in weeks later to check to check in on her. And he, she started talking about what was going on in the hospital room when she was, you know, when she was gone. She talked about when they were resuscitating her and things, once again, she saw in the room, which was, you know, she had her eyes taped shut and she was supposedly, you know, totally mm -hmm. gone. And so at first, um, Dr. Morse thought, you know, being the scientific and a very young man in his residency, thinking, you know, why, how did she remember? It was more about memory. So he went on a decade long um, research study at Seattle Children's Hospital and studied many children who were, they were all resuscitated. And it's just all stories about what these children said. And then he had them draw artwork of what they saw. And it's just, it's, it's astounding. And when I talked to him about what did you learn? And he said, they all came back and said, it's all about lessons of love. And so that was really great. And then Carol Bowman, oh my gosh. So she got involved, her young son at three or four were having, she was having these terrible phobias of these loud booming noises. And 
So long story short, interestingly, she had a um, a past life person over at her house, which is amazing in itself, because this was a long time ago before anybody mm-hmm. really that, that I knew of anyway. And um, so the child sat on this person's lap and he closed his eyes and he started talking about a past life and was very detailed and a uh, long story short, they they found out a lot of what he had said is true, was true. And not only that, after he talked about it, not only did his phobia go away, but his he became a drummer actually on the side and you know on the side. And but also he had this really bad eczema where he said he was shot when he was a, a, a soldier in his past life, it completely disappeared. And it had been very chronic and bad for a long time. Interesting. So wow. she so she has this one story. And um, the woman has um, decided not to put her name out there. But if you listen to the podcast, you'll, mm-hmm. there's a link to, to find it. I can't remember what it is right now. But it's about a child that came back. This might sound crazy, but um, from 9-11. And um, sooner than like most people think when they think of um, past lives. But, you know, it's all about reincarnation. So she went crazy, too. She went on this great, you know, this amazing journey and did things like put an article in Parents Magazine and and people just started flowing. And so she worked with the top people in the world, um, Jim Tucker, Ian Stevenson. So it's all about children and past lives. Um, let's see, Nick Whittem, um, beautiful energy healer from the UK. I'm taking a class from him right now. I've been very interested, like I said, in children who have special gifts. So I'm actually going to interview. Um, I, I interviewed a teacher who works with Down syndrome children and a few others that the stories they have are are just great. Who? Oh my gosh! I know it's hard to remember. My last year, yeah, I have Joe, Dr. Joe Tefer, UCSD. I'm trained physician from Columbia, and he. I, I don't know if you've talked much no. about psychedelics on your program. Not yeah. Um, well, I'm. I'm just so. I. I think it's going to change the world because of the work that's being done with psilocybin and um, these at Johns Hopkins and Penn and and CIIS up in San Francisco, and working with people with anxiety and PTSD. We don't use D anymore. It's um, post just PTS now. Is, oh, I didn't is, know I that. The, yeah, yeah, that's what. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Lilia told me, which makes sense. It shouldn't be a disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and and you know when you just look at what's going on, and the results have been astounding. I mean, like astounding. And micro. Uh, so so anyway, back to my interviews. So Dr. Joe Tefer from Columbia got really depressed in medical school because it was just so cutthroat mm-hmm. and not not the kindest people. And he thought, gosh, there's got to be more than this. And so anyway, he was introduced to plant medicine and really dove in. And he's a shaman now. And he spends a lot of time in Columbia and he's still practicing. But he's one of my passions is bridging Eastern and Western spirituality. And um, so I've had shamans on this show and um, some 
mediums, Isabella Johnson. Okay, so can I tell you a story about Isabella? Yes. Okay. So once again, I was kind of new with with the whole medium world. And this has to be the most profound thing that that happened to me with a medium, even though George was was very profound. They all are. But so I was sitting in, um, I was actually sitting in the car having a reading from this woman. I didn't even know. I probably knew her from you, Sandra, but, um, Mm -hmm. I scheduled a a mediumship reading with her for an hour. She didn't know who I was. She didn't know my name. Her assistant does all of it, knew nothing about me. Um, immediately brought, um, Dean through and started talking about, Africa. Dean lived in Africa for a while and worked um, with my brother-in-law, who's a doctor there. That's what took me to Ethiopia. And he started talking about his experience in Ethiopia. And then he started talking about, oh, I was going to go to London to go to Banyan and started talking about me going to um, London Mm -hmm. and that he would be with me. So all of this like really validating stuff. But then she said, you know, he's saying something about Jean. I was like, Jean, J-E-A-N. I, I don't know. She, she said, no, 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 no. No, about Jean, G-E-N-E, and chromosomes. And he's saying he wants to thank you for bring, making the decision to bring him into this world to fulfill his destiny. Well, Sandra, when I was pregnant with Dean, we had abnormal amnio, and no one Sandra, no one knew about this. Mm-hmm. We didn't tell my mother, you know, our, our, and it just, that's when I hung up the phone that day, I just said, my life has changed forever, you know, because to bring that through was just so, so profound. Did that make sense? Yes. I, yes. yes. I, oh, okay. I haven't been okay. through it, but I know mediums can strike a chord, even if with people that, you know, hearing somebody else's story is one thing, but when you hear for yourself something that there's no way another human being could possibly know. Right, right. Yeah. That's just amazing. Yeah. And then I had, um, I've had PMH Outwater on the Mm -hmm. show, going to have her back, love her. I love it when she talks about the, the children that are coming in today and they've been coming for a while that they're really mirroring to us what we've done. Not that we've done everything wrong, but what's going on, um, what's going wrong in this world. And they're saying, no, we're not going to do it this way anymore. And she, I love it because she says, we must do it better. We must shout to the world we can do this better for our children. We owe it to them. We owe it to the divine. I just love, she's, mm-hmm. she's, she's just great. And I'm going to have Sonia on the program that we talked great. about a little bit earlier. And I'm going to have you on the program. That's and right. Karen, Karen <laughs> Newell mm-hmm. and talk about Hemisync. I guess they've done some sound healing Yes. Um, that they've also done with with children that I'm very excited about. So, so yeah, there are so and Raymond Moody, of course, I'm having him on the program again, but he came on to talk about his journey. He's always an absolute delight to to have on and and yeah, and an animal communicator, Lori Blomer. I don't know if you've heard of her or I not, not, but I'm actually 
interviewing her tomorrow and an aromatherapy expert who talks about the the wonders of aromatherapy and the medicinal practice and how we can use it to, you know, sort of like meditation and and also how we can use it with our very young. So so anyway, those are those are some of the people that I'm I'm interviewing. And I really encourage um, people to tell me what this is kind of my mission too. tell me what you want to learn about and I'll go do it and I'll come back and tell you about it. <laughs> oh, isn't that nice of you? <laughs> well, you've done that. I, I, mean, to an extent, I know. Well, you know, I could, Arthur, how can Arthur, you not go to some of these places when it seems so outrageous that it's like, I've got to see this for myself. I know. I have I know to. Because, I mean, some of this is really out there. I mean, it's like, come uh, on. <laughs> when I... When I listened to you, and actually Anne Van's or Van Orsdale, which mm-hmm. I know you know Anne, who's a great medium from yes. Phoenix, she used to live close to me. So it was the two of you that that I listened to you, and I went to Banyan, and and Dean actually came through during the the um, Scott's physical wow. mediumship um, seance, and he started talking about our dogs and one of our dogs always has a wet nose and how he always has a wet nose. And he started, he started talking about buffaloes, which, and a mascot, which was Dean's where Dean was going to college, the mascot for his college. And, and of course the words of wisdom were just, but I'm getting, I'm kind of getting off track oh, here. That's but, okay. We're coming to the yeah, close to the end, yes, but I want to yes, ask you, God. cause I know I've yeah. had this and I think, not everybody's going to start a podcast like you and I have, but what difference has it made in your life going from grief to having something to focus your energy on? Um, well, you know, it's interesting because um, I think that in the beginning it was comforting, but now it's, I know this is why I was brought into this world. What has it done for me? It's helped me like you find a tribe, find people that that um, that are so, oh my gosh, so authentic and so vulnerable in many ways, which I am so vulnerable. I mean, it's kind of like you get you get what you see. What what is that saying? <laughs> but um you give so what you get? No. What I don't know what yeah, you're no, going no, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever I am, that's what you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect. But, Very yeah. profound. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's it's helped me remember what's important in life. It's given me not of course comfort, but it's even given me more inspiration and passion and this irrefutable message that needs to be brought to the world. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, you know, I, I, if I can just make one, one little change for a person, you know, I will, I will have done my, done my job. And so it's, it, I'm a totally different person. It's changed. Everything has changed me entirely. And I would give anything to go back to where I was, of course, but this experience and this podcast it's transformed me I'll, I'll hesitantly say for the good and it's just as has taught me what's really important it's so great to meet so many people that 
that feel the same way and and have the the same message for the world. We just we just want to share and just want to love and just want to help this future generation and this world to be a better to be a better place, knowing that life does go on and. Leslie Lupo, I can't wait to interview her. I'm interviewing her next week. Nice. I just got to... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'm just looking just at like, her book it's right now. fine. I know with me, <laughs> the worst thing that's ever happened in my life, which was the death of my dad and surrounding it was loss of relationships with family members. Uh, yes. I mean, it was awful. And it, from that, it is. the worst thing of my life has started, you know, caused this and now I have the best thing in my life and just bringing up Scott mm-hmm. Milligan we just started an online course that we're delivering together with uh, Carrie McLeod and Phil Dykes who I think are two of the yes. best mediums on planet earth and we're bringing these kind of conversations into people's homes um, for anybody who's interested it's called connecting with your soul and the unseen world and so even mm-hmm. though we we've started it it will always be a on-demand product because it's so good so you can yeah. you can check that out at we don't die if you're yeah. interested and then the other thing i think you know this but not everybody knows this is um we were discussing uh i hate to say this but church and yes. how many of us grew up with going to church and you memorize the prayers and you had to go and then I was over. And I still remember some of the prayers from my childhood, but I don't have a clue what they mean. And with the COVID-19 pandemic here and everybody housebound, uh, Carrie, Phil, um, Scott, his partner, Darren, and I came together with, why don't we do an online church service? So we do it on Sundays, two o'clock Eastern time, 11 Pacific, seven UK time, but uh, we've only done two of them so far. And again, if you're listening in 2022, there might be a whole bunch more by, by now. <laughs> uh, but we just brought together and, and it's non-denominational, but it's in the style of spiritualism, which really embraces the afterlife. So there's prayer, but it's honest prayer, speaking it from our soul, nothing that's rehearsed or read. There's music. I take a few videos off of YouTube that are very inspirational. And there's a reading and there's uh, philosophy. And then at the end of the service, both Carrie and Phil are evidential mediums. One of them will take the stage, the Zoom stage, I'll say online. And we do medium readings. It'll be a few contacts that are made for people that are watching. And it's amazing the intelligence of this unseen world to be able to connect people with their loved ones and show people that the afterlife is real. So I'm so proud of that. It's completely free. So you can go to, we don't die radio.com. Check that out. But it's so soul quenching. And it's like, I, and, and here's the, I was going to say the killer, but here's the thing. The first one, <laughs> we had 300 people show up for the very first one. The second one, there was 519 people that signed up, but I also aired it on Facebook Live, and there have been thousands of people. And just looking, there have been 70 people shared the video, and they're just sharing it. So I'm I'm afraid to look to see how many we have signed up for this Sunday. (laughs) It'll be Easter Sunday. Oh, uh, I can attest to it. I was there Sunday. And uh, it was, it's for listeners, it's, it's 
Uh, it, it's just so it's my kind of church, if you will. Yeah. It, it's so powerful and beautiful. And the music, I love the video. Matter of fact, I got teary because it brought back so many memories. Um, but um, it, it's beautiful. And also talking about your your workshop, you know, I was able to attend the We Don't Die workshop in Orlando with you and mm-hmm. Scott and Philip and um, and it's, it was just, it changed, changed my life also. It was just so, so wonderful. And all of that, oh, all of the evidence and the people. And so thank you. Thank you, Sandra. You're for welcome. Your, because it's amazing. And I can't wait to, for Easter Sunday. What's going to happen? <laughs> well, there could be, there could be a trance address from Scott's Ooh. inspirers. The people don't know what trance is. It, it, I mean, Scott has been sitting, blending with the mm-hmm. unseen world because we all have our guides. We all have our loved ones, but to strengthen his connection there for over 20 years. And he can close his eyes, listen to a couple of pieces of music and with a sincere prayer that they can blend with his energy and use his mouth and speak words. And so there might be people that come through with a different voice than Scott speaks with some, some of the most amazing philosophy. And for the skeptic, it's so easy to think, Oh, this kid makes this up, you know, but no, he does not. Uh, I've spent plenty of years by his side and, uh, and it's, a, it's all just the real deal. So all yeah, of the it is all of these church services are recorded so i have a list of them and the replay link so again 2022 person listening just go to the website and you'll be able to find what we're talking about easter sunday yeah. of 20 yeah 2020 oh it's anyway, just so great. I also wanted just to mention for our listener, this may be your first episode with us. The home base for the show is we don't radio.com. And if you sign up for, I call it the insiders club. It's really just my email list. I give you some free things. It says, read a few chapters of my book. We don't die. It's really the whole book. There's also a very healing audio called how to survive grief. And there's some other things as well. So you want to make sure you check that out. There's a a Facebook group that we have called We Don't Die Listeners, and it's over 5,000 people that talk about this stuff. And I don't know, like Marla's past and my past current situation, there's not people that I see on a daily basis that I can talk to about this stuff. And so, yeah, and so to have a group of people, I just invite you to be part of that if if you're interested. And um, once again... Uh, Darla, uh, Marla, I almost called you Darla. So sorry. A friend named okay. Darla. My twin, my, my twin sister's Carla. So you can call me. Is she? Ar- Arla. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Your parents <laughs> did that. Your website interviews with innocence.com. Correct. Yes. And I'm on Instagram oh, and Facebook great. at interviews with innocence.com and on all the places you can find Oh, you can find podcasts. And Sandra, thank you so much for helping me start this podcast. I didn't even remember when you helped me buy the little, tell me what little microphone to get. <laughs> <laughs> and you're here welcome. We are. I'm, I'm so proud of you. And also you're doing a service to me because, you know, this is selfishly speaking, I can't deliver the content I'd like to deliver just because of time. And just to know yeah. that there's someone else carrying the torch with the same message that's uh, different, 
yet similar. And so it's, yes, I know yes. conversations people will also like to have. Yeah, so. I have a very, I have a very um, supportive, my twins and my husband and my dogs, they're very supportive. So I, I get to do this and I am, I am truly blessed to be able to, to do a lot of interviews. So, so anyway, thank you. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Any closing words, Marla? Oh, closing words. Just, just to remember the most important thing walking through life is, is to love and how you treat others. And I think that sounds kind of cliche, but if we can all just maybe do a short, and I'm working on myself every day too, a short meditation, a prayer, you know, I'm taking, I'm also doing this shaman apprenticeship and I have my little mesa up there that I open up in the morning, but just to get grounded and, and remember who, remember who we really, who we really are. Oh, that's perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you for being our guest today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Sandra. It was an honor. And to our listener, thank you for being with us on this journey trust, even if you are living now in the most horrific, grief-stricken, tragic moment of your life, it's hard to tell somebody to have faith that there's uh, a pot of gold <laughs> on the end of the rainbow there. But it, all you need to do, well, this doesn't sound so nice, but what I'm asking you to do is to be present, have people in your life that you can talk to, Try to get your mind onto some positive things, even listening to Marla's show, my show, getting a good book, those kind of things. It, it will help in the journey. And someday it is my prayer and my faith that you can look back on your darkest days and say, without that, I wouldn't be in the best place of my life. So it's possible. It's po- definitely possible. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I'm always so happy to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe wholeheartedly that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. I love how Marla said pure and simple love. There is somebody in your life right now, whether it's a dog, cat, person, somebody you can call that you can share your love with. And we all know by giving love, we feel love. So thank you for listening and we'll see you soon.